And Mr. Chair, if you unmute your microphone, we are in open session. Well, thank you, Mr. Clerk. And uh, first off, I would like to start by thanking everyone on this call for all you did last year and for all the work that you'll do this coming year. So thank you for that. Uh, so many folks to, to thank, of course, PUC, um, John Carroll, Victor Young, DCA, Mark Blake, and beyond CSA. So thank you for that. And with that, I'll turn it over to um, you, Mr. Clerk, for roll call. On the call of the roll, members, please indicate whether you are present. Uh, Chair Leale. Present. Yeah, present. Member Camp. <clears throat> present. Camp, present. <clears throat> Member Vuthi. Present. Vuthi, present. Member Tang. Present. Tang, present. Member Holliver. Present. Member Holliver, present. Mr. Chair, there are five members present. We have a quorum. Great, thank you. So I think we can start with our first agenda item. Agenda item number two is the next item. It is findings to allow teleconference meetings pursuant to California Government Code Section 54953 sub E. This is a discussion and action item. We'll be taking public comment as part of the discussion, Mr. Chair. All right, well, thank you. I think we have the findings, so we'll start with that. So for the past year and a half, this committee has relied on a state executive order to meet by teleconference. The state legislature adopted Assembly Bill 361, which replaces the prior executive order and allows policy bodies to meet remotely, provided they make certain findings that is still necessary to meet remotely due to the emergency. Specifically, the body, the body must find that it has considered the circumstances of the state of emergency. The state of emergency continues to directly impact the ability of policy body, excuse me, policy body members to meet safely in person and state or local officials continue to impose or recommend measures to promote social distancing. In order that we may meet remotely today, I would like to move that this committee adopt the findings as stated, given the continuing concerns surrounding May I have a second, please? I can second, Member Cab. <clears throat> Thank you. And before we act, let's open this up for public comment. Thank you. Do we have anyone connected to this call who wishes to provide public comment on the agenda item number two regarding the teleconference meetings findings? <coughs> Going to look. And if you wish to speak on this item, please raise your hand inside the Teams app. Or if you're calling in and this is your item of interest, you may begin now and I'll start your time for three minutes. Going once. Mr. Chair, we have no public comment on agenda two. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Um, public comment is now closed and on the motion. Roll call vote, please. There is a motion on the floor from Chair Leale, seconded by Member Camp to move the findings on that motion. Uh, Member Camp? Aye. Camp, aye. Member Vuthi? Aye. Vuthi, aye. Member Tang? Aye. Tang, aye. Member Holliver? Aye. Holliver, aye. Chair Leal? Aye. Leal, aye. Mr. Chair, there is no opposition. Great, thank you. The motion passes. And um, we're ready for the next uh, agenda item. Agenda item number three is general public comment. 
Members of the public may address ARBOC on matters that are within the ARBOC jurisdiction and not on today's agenda. I see we have one speaker and Mr. Chair, if we're ready to begin, let's hear from that speaker for three minutes. Yes, please. Great, uh, David Pilpel, you can hear me okay? Yes, please begin. Yep. Yes. Great, uh, relative to the uh, concern that was uh, expressed uh, earlier about uh, member Vuthi's uh, email, I would suggest the committee ask the clerk to explore um, having the city assign uh, SFGov email addresses to members of this committee if they don't already have them and suggest that communications um, relative to the committee that are city business be conducted using that email address rather than a private email address for a variety of reasons, including the uh, concern that came up this morning about reaching members. That's my thought. Thanks for listening. Thank you for sharing your comments. Do we have anyone else who wishes, wishes to provide public comment during general public comment? This agenda item number three. Seeing none, Mr. Chair. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Uh, this uh, the new item is Arbach audit update. So oh, like Mr. Chair, will you, before I call the next item, will you yeah. close public comment for agenda three? Oh, apologies. Um, public comment is now officially closed. Fantastic. And now I will call the next item, agenda item number four. This is the Arbach audit update. Members of Arbach shall discuss the status of ongoing audits. This was continued from the December 13th, 2022 regular meeting. It is a discussion and possible action item, and we will be taking public comment as part of the proceedings on this agenda item number four. Mr. Chair. Mr. Clark, thank you. Um, I would like to turn this over to uh, the CSA team and the audit team, and I believe also Member Campy had a conversation with uh, CSA, so I don't know how you would like to get us started. So why don't I turn it over to CSA and we'll go from there. Good morning, members of the Revenue Bond Oversight Committee. Um, Ms. Hannity Johns here this morning, wishing you all a very happy and prosperous new year for 2023 to start things off. Um, but I am here this morning with our audit consultants, Paul Pacano and Eugene Yano of HKA Global and Yano Accountancy, respectively. Uh, we are here today just to give a brief update on our audit. It is progressing along, but um, as of today's meeting, we are still in the process of reviewing the draft report. Um, but I can give just a little update of kind of the, the sequence and timing. Um, I did just only Friday was able to send an email out to member camp to put something on the calendar, um, hopefully within these next two weeks. Um, so where we're at right now, the audit is being reviewed by CSA audits, um, beginning with myself. HKA Global and Yano were able to deliver a draft report at the end of the calendar year, um, but I really didn't get my eyes on it until starting last week. Um, so given that, I do anticipate that we should be able to get the draft reviewed by CSA Odds Division, as well as giving member camp that opportunity, along with PUC executive leadership. Um, those are the players who would be involved in the review process, as well as um, CSA Odds executive leadership. So within 
basically this next month, we plan to hold two meetings, one with member camp, um, a representative of ARBOC, and a separate one that we call our exit conference, which will hold with um, key audit contacts from PUC and their um, some of their key executive team members. Um, in that meeting, we do plan to share the draft findings um, and answer any questions that PUC may have. And also we'll be doing the same with member camp. And then from that space, we should be in a good place to get all um, key findings, wordsmithing changes, as well as the official response to the recommendation from PUC and hope to be able to issue that draft if not before the February meeting, um, for sure within February. And um, pause right there and see if there's any questions. Thank you for the <clears throat> for the appetite. It's great to hear that the report is at least the draft was in, was completed at the end of uh, December and it's going through the review process. Um, does the committee have any 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 thoughts, any questions, any comment? I mean, <clears throat> we're looking for, I think, end of January, beginning of February, for a meeting with me to review everything. So Masana and I are on that. That's that's my update. Okay. So it sounds like at the next meeting, the meeting in February, we'll have an update from Member Camp, and then we should expect the report essentially to be published and complete some point in, in March. Is, is, is that a good um, good way to think about it? Yes. Okay, great. Is, is there anything from <clears throat> uh, from Yano or HKA? Any any thoughts, any comments you'd like to share with the committee at this stage? My, my one comment will be just thank the PUC. I think uh, the level of cooperation and uh, responsiveness has been excellent. Um, the intricacies, some of the questions and things that we're dealing with, their ability to get back to us was very, very good. Um, they, the team did a great job. And I just want to thank them. It makes our lives incredibly uh, simpler and the process much more efficient. And I would just like to echo Paul. All right, great. Well, that's, that's great to hear. Thank you for, for that comment. And to help the community have a perspective on the scale of the work that has been done far. Can you give us a sense of the number? How many pages have you reviewed? How many files? Is, are we talking about thousands of pages and hundreds of files or very high level, just from a perspective? Gene, you want to take that one or no? <laughs> it, it, uh, you know, I would say thousands, but then again, it's also um, because of technology. Um, you know, thousands today is like 110 years ago, right? Because you know, things you can do to uh, search, you know, and, and look and, and look for things, right? Um, so, but that's my caveat. Yes, we, we looked at thousands of documents, um, and if they were paper, they would be, you know, PDF and scan, so that you know our searching and our, and our investigation time. For each document is much less, so I, that's the best way to put it. I don't know. You're dealing with large electronic files, but that's what we do. I mean, that's kind of yes. what we're trained and um, 
operate within that environment. Um, CSA has been very helpful in that regard. You know, they're able to streamline this and help us kind of rifle shoot some of the information, just knowing the systems and the intricacies. That's why having the duality in the audit is very helpful. Um, you know, man hours were well in the thousand plus man hours, just to give you a, a level of effort. There, there's a lot of work that goes into this. Got it. Thank you. That's very helpful. Um, a question really for the committee and, and also for for POC. Any 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 thoughts, any comments on this agenda item? Anything else that we need to cover? I mean, it, it sounds like we have a plan. We'll have a presentation for member camp in February and we'll have a final report by the end of March. So that's the current plan of record. Anything else that should be addressed today? Okay, uh, so it sounds like we need to continue this agenda item to the next meeting. So, Mr. Clerk, over to you for public comment. Uh, just so I captured that properly, Mr. Chair, you're proposing that this item be continued to the February 14th meeting. Is that right? Yes, please. Is that a motion from you then? Uh, yes, I may. I'll move. Apologies. Okay. And then do you have a I second? Can, I can second it, Member Camp. Okay, very good. So let's open this up for public comment. This is public comment on agenda item number four. Speakers who are connected to our meeting from within Teams should raise their hand in Teams. And I'm going to delay for a moment to see if anyone has comments on this item. And Mr. Chair, it looks like we have no public comment on agenda item number four. Thank you. Then I think we're ready for. Uh, we have a motion uh, you, on the could table. Could you uh, close public comment on this? Uh, yes, please close public comment. Sorry this time. to be such a stickler about that. I just no, but thank you. I'm, I, I need to knows. improve my <laughs> process. All right, so we have a motion from Chair Leali, seconded by Member Camp, that this be continued to the February 14th meeting. That means that this audit update item will appear on that agenda. <clears throat> on that motion, Member Camp. Aye. Camp, I, Member Vuthi. Aye. Vuthi, I, Member Tang. Aye. Tang, I, Member Holliber. Aye. Holliber, I, Chair Liale. Aye. Liale, aye. Mr. Chair, there is no opposition. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. The motion passes. And uh, next item, please. Agenda item number five is planning for future audits. Members of ARBOC shall discuss planning for future audits to evaluate the performance of projects funded by revenue bonds. Like the previous agenda item, this was continued from the December 13th, 2022 regular meeting. This is a discussion and possible action item. We'll be taking public comment as part of the discussion. Mr. Chair. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Uh, this is an item that uh, the committee has been discussing and exploring for for a few months, and uh, Member Tang will share an update on where we are with this process. Member Tang, over to you, please. Thank you, Chair. Um, yes, so after last RBOC meeting, so CSA has provided me an example of the prior RFP solicitation 
for efficiency assessment services that is also attached in the agenda packet. So per the CSA, so this RFP may have some similarity as the project the committee is interested in. This example is to provide ARBOC the idea of the contents needed for the, our own potential RFP. Um, in addition, the CSA has also provided a list of questions to help ARBOC to start discussing for planning purposes, um, which has also been provided to the clerk. So I am interested in the feedback from the committee in terms of how we should proceed with the information provided by the CSA before the RFP development starts in April. Thank you. Well, thank you, Member Katang. Thank you for really for driving this process and working closely with CSA as uh, this is uh, as, as an important initiative, as we heard both from the committee and, 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 and the rest of the group here on this call and also from uh, uh, from the callers uh, that supported this initiative in, 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 in the past. So I have a question for the committee, uh, for other members, um, based on what you've seen, what Member Tang has shared, any thoughts, any recommendation, any specific ideas on how you would like to proceed? Um, uh, sorry, Chair Yes, please go ahead. Um, Member Vuthi here. I, I do have a kind of general question as to whether we feel that this RFP um, produced the kind of results that we want to see. Like, do we think it worked to do what it was designed to do? Or are there lessons from this RFP management that we would use to change the wording or the structure of, this, of our RFP? Yeah, I remember That's from, uh, I, I believe the, the meeting that we had in November, we had a little bit of a dissonance. I think if I, if I recall correctly, we thought that we had enough of a statement of work uh, to to really start as RFP, but also we heard from CSA's perspective that these, essentially the, the, the statement of work wasn't quite really ready for a full RFP. That's what I remember, but again, like to turn it over to 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 to, to member Tang and and CSA to provide their updated feedback on that. So, can I respond to your question? Yes, please. That would be great. Yeah. Um. So that's that's what I'm understanding. Yes. So they are looking for additional information in order to um to complete this RFP. So um. Um, I, I did send a list of questions to the clerk, um, um, but that list of questions is not included in this agenda packet. So these are the questions that um, the CSA encouraged the committee to start thinking about in preparation for the RFP. So it's very detailed questions in terms of, um, uh, in addition to like objectives for this project, which I believe we already have a draft. Um, they also um, want uh, like um, 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 uh, let, let me pull out the question for example for example the project lens what's the time frame we want for the uh, um, any benchmarking studies you would like um, the consultants to include um, in terms of the deliverables um, would we need any um, like interim reporting, what's the frequency for the reporting, um, and uh, in terms of the cost, what are, what's the not to exceed. So there are a lot of information needed for RFP development other than um, the, the 
the the the the broad um, scope of work that we have included in our um, draft for the arts for the CSA. So um, I do I do agree um, some um, discussion is needed in order to provide some details to the CSA before the before April when this uh, process will officially starts. Uh, thank you for that and. Um, Member Tang, would you like to receive feedback from each individual member of the committee uh, to essentially go over that document and provide you specific input? Um, I think since we don't have a subcommittee right, for this uh, project, and um, um, I, I think it would, be, it would be helpful for the entire committee to be able to see um, the list of questions from the CSA and to have opportunity to share their thoughts um, and uh, provide input um, to the CSA as a yeah for everybody. Okay, hey, from a process perspective, what would be the most appropriate way to do this is for each individual member of the committee to essentially send you that feedback to you, uh, Member Tang, or is it the kind of thing that we should be sending to the CSA? How, how, how do you suggest doing this? Um, I, I actually would like to defer that to the clerk or the CSA who has experience working with a committee with multiple members on this kind of project. So do you guys have any recommendation? I'll jump in here. So just so that I'm able to track what's happening here. Um, I received an email over the weekend that had buried deep down in its email thread what I think is the list of questions that you're referring to. Is that correct, Member Tang? Um, yes, I'm sorry. I forgot to include you in my original email. I sent it to Victor. I forgot to CC you. And um, so Chair Liao um, okay. included you over the weekend. Correct. So to That's get the started, Okay, so to get started with that bit, the first thing that I can do is I can make sure that uh, uh, Supposing that this item gets continued to a future meeting of ARBOC, I can make sure that that document is forwarded to all of the members of ARBOC as well as the CSA team um, for reference, and we can keep it on file with the version of this that we send to a future agenda for, for consideration at a future meeting. And then if individual members have thoughts in response to the questions that we have here, then they can message those to me and I'll distribute those to the members and those will also appear in your packet for a future agenda item of this uh, of this shape to have the planning for future audits. And you can expect before we come together the next time that those questions and also all of your individual responses will appear in the packet for everyone to review if that's how you want to handle it via via documents. Member Tang, will that work? Um, that will work for me. What, um, so what would everybody else think? Mm, sorry, just to make sure I'm clear, I, I appreciate there's a bit of repetition going on here. Um, John, what you suggested is we all send our comments to you and then those be shared in, I guess, the agenda of the next meeting for us all to kind of review and potentially discuss. I'm making a bit of an assumption. The assumption is that this item is going to be continued to a future right. agenda. Mm -hmm. Provided that it is, 
then the first thing you would expect to see from me is an email forwarding these questions I received over the weekend mm -hmm. so that you have them to review. And I'll retain a copy of that on file as well. If you have responses to those questions or concerns, then send them back to me and I will distribute them to the other members and retain them on file. And I'll aggregate all of those responses and collect them together for the future agenda item. And you can consider them when we hear this either on the 14th of February or in March. Sometime. 14th of March. Okay. Fabulous. That sounds great to me. Um, I'm also open to, and apologies, I'm not still sure what the, of the process here. I'm happy to, um, if it's kosher for us to have a one-on-one -on -one meetings like member tang or or anyone else to discuss in more detail and make a proposal to the rest of the committee i'm also happy to help with that but if we as member tang indicated we don't have a subcommittee so if that's what i suggested is not allowed based on this not having a subcommittee then um what the clerk suggested sounds great um, of course members of the committee should be mindful to not gather together a quorum of the body. That would be four or more of you together in one communication or in one place talking about agenda items. But individual members can have communications amongst each other as long as you're not having seriatim meetings somehow. Thanks. Mm -hmm. So, Chair, I also have a thought. So, for this specific list of questions, I know we are not we're not um, planning to like. Um, establish a subcommittee for this project, but do you think it will it probably will be more efficient for like like um, at least like two members um, to have the um, two members can come up with the draft draft response to the list of questions, and then we will share to um, the clerk. The clerk can can include the draft response prepared by these at least two or three members um, and then we will discuss at the next meeting and see if any of them uh, make sense need to be modified before being shared with the yeah, do you think this option might be more efficient than um, the clerk collect response from each of us yeah i think it's um <clears throat> it's a good idea and certainly will accelerate the process and clarify it you know, we have a big call with many participants here, so it's difficult to really engage in a conversation or really produce a document that might be helpful to both the committee and eventually to uh, to CSA and PUC. And uh, Member Ruthie, thank you for volunteering to, to 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 help with this process. But Member Tang and Member Ruthie, perhaps you can communicate together under the guidance of of you know what, what we heard from the clerk. And, uh, and develop a document and uh, propose it and, and, and share it with the committee at the next meeting. I think that would be super helpful. So it will, will give us something to react to and to really engage in the conversation. Okay. That works for me. That works, um, great, super. And Member Tang, would you like to continue this item to the next meeting? That would be great. Um, so, Chair, I just want to point out since we are talking about this um, item, um, I, as I mentioned in the last meeting, I won't be available on February 14th. So, given that, um, you know, um, it probably would be better for me to participate in the next meeting to um, hear everybody's um, um, feedback on the draft response. So, I just want to point this out. I'm, I'm not available on February 14th. 
well, we have two options. I mean, we can still have this agenda item at the next meeting, or we can defer to the March meeting. Do you have a preference? Um, I think since Ruthie will, is also one of the who are working with her, so maybe Ruthie can be the one like taking notes on the uh, feedbacks, and then we can we can definitely. Um, I don't have to be in this meeting. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Member Tang, would you like to move to have this yes, on the please. next uh, next meeting? Okay. Yes. So we'll please. have a motion. Uh, may I have a second, please? Second. Member Ruthie, second. Okay, I've recorded those motions, Mr. Chair. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Uh, I think we can open it up for public comment. It looks like we have one caller who wants to provide public comment on agenda item number five. Please begin for three minutes. Great. Can you hear me okay? Yes, please begin. Great. David Pilpel again. Um, so I hope that the next uh, discussion and iteration of this brings back the uh, one or two page uh, summary uh, document as updated um, that uh, Member Tang created, seems like eons ago. I think it was like a year and a half ago. Um, I'm particularly interested in the language on the scope, tasks, and deliverables. Um, I'm also not sure that I've ever heard a discussion of the budget for this particular project. This does not seem to me like it's a $10,000 item, nor does it seem like it's a million-dollar item. It's probably somewhere in between, but I'm wondering if anyone has a, a sense of um, the order of magnitude for the, the budget. Uh, and ultimately, I suspect and, and assume and hope uh, that that language on scope tasks and deliverables will be blended into the draft um, RFP language that was uh, provided, whether this um, ends up being issued by controller CSA or some other city department. Um, that uh, RFP boilerplate is relatively uh, straightforward, but the scope tasks and deliverables, and I suspect that the questions that CSA um, asked were particularly on point for uh, making that uh, work. Um, I think just seeing that uh, language as a, a draft RFP uh, at some point would be uh, useful for the committee uh, and for the public prior to um, issuing it, which I suspect um, hopefully will happen this spring. That'd be great. Thanks for listening. Thank you for sharing your comments. Do we have anyone further who has public comment on agenda item number five, this planning for future audits? Mr. Chair, it appears we have no more callers. Thank you. Seeing no other speakers, public comment is now closed. Mr. Chair, I have a motion recorded offered by Member Tang and seconded by Member Vuthi. This would be to continue this agenda item to the February 14th, 2023 Arbach meeting. Would you like me to call roll on that? Yes, please. All right. On that motion, Member Camp. Aye. Camp, aye. Member Vuthi. Aye. Vuthi, aye. Member Tang. Aye. Tang, aye. Member Holliber. Aye. Holliber, aye. Mr. Chair Leo. Aye. Chair, Chair Liao, aye, Mr. Chair. There are five ayes once again. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. The motion passes. Next item, please. 
Agenda item number six is the Arbok draft annual report. Members of the Arbok committee shall discuss the preparation of the 2022 Arbok annual report. This was also continued from the December 13th, 2022 meeting. It is, it is, it is a discussion and possible action item, and we will be taking public comment as part of the discussion. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Uh, and let me start by really thanking uh, several folks that have really been involved in, 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 in drafting this annual report. What you see in the packet is essentially the final draft pending a certification letter from CFO Nancy Hum. Uh, so uh, we'd like to thank PUC uh, that has been uh, providing a lot of information in this annual report. Also this year, Mark Blake for reviewing it, ensuring that it is uh, also proper from a legal perspective. And member Holober, that you reviewed it in a prior iteration of this document as well. And of course, uh, Victor Young, who had penned originally for this report, and uh, uh, Mr. Clerk John Carroll, who has been uh, driving this as well. So with that, um, does the committee have any comments on this annual report? Uh, any suggestions or we are at the point where we can approve it at this time pending the certification letter that has been requested by member tank i don't think we're ready do you have a specific issue uh, i mean are we all in agreement? I mean, I'd hate to punt this, but. Well, do you have a specific concern about this annual report? Don't really know, but. Uh, what about the other members? Oh. Member Holber, you write it in the past. Yeah, I mean, we've been, you know, sitting on this for several months now. Um, so, you know, if we don't have this Appendix 5 yet, I would, you know, it, at the end of the day, it's our report, right? It's not the PUC management, you know, finance department's report. Um, so, I mean, if we don't have that document, we could just say something to the effect of, you know, as of the writing of this report, we have not received the bond expenditure certification. Um, and it can be added in when, you know, when it's received. But I don't think that should, you know, delay the issuance of our report. Thank you. Uh, mm -hmm. Member Tang, any thoughts on this report? Um, I agree with... Um Member Rubin. So, um, and I, by the way, I want, I would like to thank um, um, the, the debt team, especially um, Edward, who responded to all my questions. Um, um, and I, I do not have any further questions on this report. Got it. Um, member Lucy? Um, no, no further questions. I agree with Member Holliver in terms of. Um, you know, if this is the only piece we think is missing, I think we can make a note to say forthcoming. Um, if we have a clear line of sight as to when it's coming, then, you know, and it seems reasonable, I, I'm not opposed to waiting if we feel like it makes it more complete. But um, if that's it, then 
I think we're, we're ready to go. Yeah. Okay. Um, maybe we can ask PUC when you expect the certification letter to be, to be ready. If I remember correctly, it's at some point in February or March. Is that right? Julie Alvis and Nikolai Sklarov, Capital Finance Director. Um, we are awaiting the release of the uh, uh, audit of financial statements. And upon uh, the release of those, um, we would expect the CFO to issue the, uh, the annual certification requested from ARVOC. Okay, so we're talking about February, March? Uh, we we expect the uh, financial statements to be released by the end of this month. Yeah, this month. Thank you for that. Okay, so <clears throat> uh, by the way, the, the, this certification letter is not uh, required. It's something that is optional and that has been requested by by member tanks. So for for clarity, um, so it sounds like we really have two options. One is we approve the draft today, pending the certification letter. And once the certification letter will arrive, we'll publish it. Or uh, we wait for a certification letter and approve it all together once it is fully complete. So we'll need to make that decision now. Um, any any preference from the committee? I would prefer to uh, approve it now and then we could add that in uh, retroactively. Member Tank? So agree. <clears throat> Member Boothy? Uh Yeah, that's okay with me. I'm I'm curious if Member Camp has a chance to share nope, if he has any fine. concerns. No, that works for me then. That's okay. 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 I see that um, DCA Blake has raised his, uh, his hand, so uh, we'd love to hear his thoughts as well. Right. So, so does the committee have the form of certification letter presently? And that is to say that to the extent that you have the form uh, and that the document would be more complete if you publish it with the, the certification from the CFA, you could authorize the chair to publish it upon receipt of uh, the, you know, certification from the CFO, provided it doesn't, you know, there's no material change in the form that you have in hand. So, right, so to the extent that you have a form of it, and the CFO, at once the financial statements are released, publishes it. Then that released, you know. Now you could supplement. You could supplement your report, you know. But certainly, uh, as long as the language doesn't deviate, and, you, and and the CFO just doesn't want to sign it until the financial statements are, are published, you can do it that way as well. Thank you for that. That's that's very helpful. Yeah, I think the form is 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 substantially the same that we use in previous years. Uh, I think there's now already like three uh, annual reports where we have this kind of template that the CFO signs. So uh, unless PUC decides to change the language, in my opinion, it's probably going to be the same. Yeah, would would you agree the, with that? And the, and the notion would I, be if, it, if the language changed, that means that something change and that then the committee wants to hear from the CFO about well were there material weaknesses were there con you know concerns and you know are, are you aware of waste or fraud or illegality uh, and then you can have that discussion so that's one way of proceeding I just I just put it out there thank you 
Sure, sure. Yeah, uh, Nicholas Clarov again. I would just uh, suggest that since this is a document um, that uh, is uh, wholly produced for, for this purpose, um, and we have a new CFO, uh, I, I would suggest we we wait until uh, she has received the financial statement, audited financial statements, and then um, uh, has provided a, a certification uh, that she's comfortable with. Uh, just noting that we, it's, it is a different CFO now. Well, thank you for that. I, I, I think it's a wise suggestion. You know, a new CFO may choose to do things a little differently than in the past, so that's probably a good call. Um, so if I may, I would like to move to continue this agenda item to the next meeting so that we don't have to approve it today, or at least approve this draft and wait until we get the letter. May I have a second? Second. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Chair, I've recorded that motion. Do you have any further discussion or do you want to move forward to public comment? Uh, no, please move forward to public comment. Thank you. Members of the public who wish to provide public comment on the draft annual report may do so now. Indicate that you wish to speak by raising your hand inside the Teams client. I see that we have one speaker here who's ready. Please begin for three minutes. Great. David Pilpel. Um, several minor points on page three at the bottom. The last bullet visited the Southeast Treatment Plant. I think it would um, clarify to say Southeast Wastewater uh, Treatment Plant on page four. Um, future initiatives. Uh, the RBOC plans to cover the following initiatives in the next fiscal year. I think it would clarify and help to say uh, instead initiatives in fiscal year 2022-2023 on page five. There are two references to Appendix 5. I think the one under bond expenditure certification is correct. And under RBOC account summary at the end, that should uh, instead say Appendix 6. Um, also on page 5, the acknowledgments, the staff list. Uh, I'm not sure if that's supposed to cover staff at PUC and elsewhere during the reporting period or since it omits, for example, uh, Acting uh, General Manager Michael Carlin, um, I would probably drop the two words from the so that it just says Board of Supervisors so that it's considered, well, no, that's a sentence rather than the others that are a list. Um, I believe Sheena Johnson is no longer with PUC and should be listed as a former staff member and maybe add the word staff before members on the last line there. So it would read former SF. Oh, and I'm sorry, that says SPFUC. We should probably fix that. How about former SFPUC staff members, the list, and maybe move Sheena to that group. Um, let me see what else. Those are the things that I noticed. Um, perhaps if someone could do another uh, read through just to see if there are any other typos that I missed. There was a long discussion about the timing of this report at several past ARBOC meetings. The last version of the bylaws that I could find um, had this report 
due uh, delivered as soon as practical, but no later than 180 days following the end of the fiscal year. It seems like if that's still the current uh, bylaw provision, Article 4, Section 2, then that deadline was missed. The next time the bylaws are updated, I would again consider what the appropriate reporting period and uh, due date should be for this report. If you want to wait on the audited financial statements and the certification letter, then clearly that's not going to happen until um, at least 180 days after the end of the fiscal year. And so maybe having the report uh, due no later than 270 days after the end of the fiscal year or essentially Speaker by, concluded. by the end you, of March, Mr. that Pitbull would be for great. sharing your comments. Sorry That's to cut you it. off. Thank we, you. of course, no, have no. to make sure everyone keeps their comments within three minutes. We're good. Thank you very much. Do we have anyone else who has comments on agenda item number six, the draft annual report? I'm seeing none, Mr. Chair. Thank you. Public comment is now closed on the motion. Mr. Clerk, uh, roll call so, vote. Sorry, Please. Mr. Chair. Um, yeah. One comment. Yeah, I was going to mention that as well. I do recall we had a discussion about this about maybe a year and a half ago or so about the timing of the report and sort of the trade-off between having a fresh, relevant report that's not too stale versus needing to have this audited statement in. And um, yeah, I thought we had discussed that the audited statement itself was not necessarily uh, an important milestone and that the CFO can write a letter basically at any time stating, you know, over the past year, I've not been made aware of any alleged uh, allegations of fraud, waste or abuse. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure why that's come back up now. Uh, no, you're right. I mean, we had that conversation mm -hmm. and, and I think we all understand that this letter is optional. It's, 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 it's not a requirement. I also recall that member Tang has requested this letter. Uh, so that's a specific requirement uh, that we had for the past uh, for the past few years. So uh, the, the committee can certainly change uh, and not require the letter if we don't want it any longer or we can continue having it. It's really at the discretion of this of this committee. And, and, and Member Tang would love to get your thoughts as well on this. Um, so I actually, I don't think I was the one initially requested this uh, certificate. I think this was from like a prior requested by um, the prior chair. So, uh, but I was, I, I, I supported the idea of including the certificate. So, however, you know, given the situation, I agree with um, um um, member Holliver, you know, um, this is this is like a separate process. So we can have we can have um, the CFO to so whatever uh, what period of time she's comfortable of uh, um, um, like stating this um, um, providing the certificate, then she can include it in there. We don't have to um, um, keep a consistency. We, we don't have to like make sure you know what the, the period she's comfortable with has to be the same period this um, um, ARBOC report um, is specifically uh, reporting for. So I think that's uh, two different um, steps. So I definitely don't believe we have to hold off um, submitting our report just for CFO's delay. 
I see that uh, this year Mark Blake has uh, has a comment. Please go ahead. Just for the uh, just for background for the committee. Uh, so the certification uh, was an outgrowth of a discussion that this committee had and a recommendation made by uh, a then member uh, from East Bay Mud, and I can't remember his name uh, just at the moment. And the notion was that if the RBOX jurisdiction is waste, fraud, and illegality with respect to the expenditure of revenue bond proceeds, that he thought that it would be advisable to get at least a certification from the uh, you know CFO that nothing had come to their attention you know during the course of you know the the year um, that would undercut the RBOX report that in the course of their audits and activities during the course of the year that there had been illegality, waste, or fraud, right? And so it was really, and the notion was that it would be embarrassing for the RBOC to be the independent oversight board to report that they had found nothing and then to have the CFO have knowledge of something. And so it was really bringing, you know, the PUC making a contemporary certification that would in some ways not necessarily provide cover for this board, but certainly would be consistent with the findings of this board. And so that was really the outgrowth of it. And it, you know, at some level it does make, you know, some sense. So the CFO doesn't need to report, need to have financial statements to make the, you know, statement, but it's just as of a, as of a specific period, nothing's come to their attention, you know, within the jurisdictional, you know, the core jurisdictional responsibilities of this body. That, that's the notion. No, thank you for that. I think that's a very important historical perspective. I remember the conversation we had over in in, in the past about this. Um, okay, I think we have a motion on the table, and we're about to have a roll call to essentially have this conversation again at the next meeting. I can call roll on that. That was offered by Chair Leal and seconded by Member Vuthi that this be continued to the February 14th Arbach meeting. On that motion, Member Camp. Aye. Camp, aye. Member Vuthi. Aye. Vuthi, aye. Member Tang. Aye. Tang, aye. Member Holliber. Aye. Holliber, aye. Chair Leal. Aye. Leal, aye. Mr. Chair, there are five eyes. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. The motion passes. And uh, next item, please. So right. agenda items. I'm so None. sorry, just related to a, a point that was uh, made in, during public comment, not about the um, continuing of the agenda item, but the potential update to the bylaws in terms of the timing of the report. I'm, I'm sorry, I had a baby screaming at me, so I didn't actually hear every <laughs> word, but um, <laughs> <laughs> Did, is that something that we need to like vote on or decide or discuss? Uh, not at this time, but okay. essentially when we changed bylaws to enable us to produce an annual report on a fiscal year basis rather than on a calendar year, year basis as we were on before, uh, the question came up about, okay, we should set a timeline for issuing this annual mm -hmm. report because issuing annual report takes quite a bit of time. There's a lot of coordination. Yeah. It goes back and forth a bunch of times. and and uh, so there was a feeling as we were updating the, the bylaws that we wanted to have a date by which we would want to issue that um, 
that uh, the, the, the annual report. So we set for ourselves 180 days. Um, and sure enough, the fiscal year ended on June 30th, and we're beyond 180 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, the report is, for practical purposes, almost ready. We're just missing this letter that we've been talking mm-hmm. about. And once we have the letter, we, we, we can issue it. So one of the comments that we heard before was like, well, maybe we should go back and change the 180 days and give us more room since these reports always take longer than we expect mm. uh, and maybe make it to 250. So that's what was the reference about. And and that certainly could be an agenda item for the future. Okay, got it. Thank you. Thanks. If I may, uh, Mr. Chair, uh, one more thing related to the fact that this item is continued to uh, what may be an <coughs> approval action on February 14th. And that is that individual members of the committee as well as members of the public are invited to write an email to the arbach at sfgov.org email address if you find small little textual changes typos things like that that you want to have corrected before appearance of this item on february 14th this will probably be your last bite of the apple so send those in textually to that email address so that we can make sure that those get handled before the packet for the next uh, meeting is prepared the week before. Thank you for that. And now I can call the next agenda item, Mr. Chair. Yes, please. Agenda item number seven is approval of the minutes from the December 13th, 2022 regular meeting. Mm-hmm. This is a discussion and possible action item and we'll be taking public comment as part of that discussion. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Uh, we have the minutes from the last meeting, and I wonder if the committee has any any comments, any suggestions, any requested changes. Okay. Couldn't, I couldn't um, spot anything, so none from me. Great. I, I don't see any any coming up. Are we ready for a motion to approve them? I think public comment. We do have a speaker who wants to write public comment on the form of the minutes, Mr. Chair. All right, let's let's go ahead. If you wish to provide public comment on the form of the minutes for the December 13th, 2022 Arbach meeting, please raise your hand inside Teams and we will get to you all in order. I see one caller who wants to provide public comment. Could we open that line for three minutes? Great, David Pilpel the first of maybe thousands. Um, So on the minutes, page three, item six, uh, the draft annual report, the third line uh, draft annual report, I would capitalize R in report. On the fourth line, there's a reference to Eric Kwok from uh, SFPUC. I don't know if that name is correct. I believe that there is an Edward Kwong at SFPUC. Um, Perhaps we can reconcile Uh, the correct name there. On item seven, I appreciate uh, the word enthusiasm to reference my uh, uh, interest in future site visits. And on item nine, on page four, uh, in the initial paragraph, there's a first reference to SSIP and WSIP. I would probably spell those out in the first reference with a parenthetical, so anyone reading this not familiar would understand it's the sewer system improvement program and the water system improvement program in context. Um, I think that's it for the minutes. Thanks for listening. 
Thank you for sharing your comments with Arbach. Uh, just in response about the uh, Eric Kwok issue raised by the speaker, uh, we have Eric Kwok on the line presently, uh, and both Edward Kwong and Eric Kwok are part of the capital finance team with SFPUC. Do we have anyone else who wants to provide public comment for agenda item number seven, the form of the minutes for December 13th, 2022? Mr. Chair, I'm not seeing any further callers. Uh, thank you. I think we are uh, ready for approval. Uh, does any member of the committee like to make a motion and second? I can make a motion. Sorry. Do so we have a motion from Member Camp? I can make a motion a second. for 15 minutes. All right. And a second from Member Holober. Offered by Member Camp, seconded by Member Holober to approve the December 13th meeting minutes on that motion. Member Camp. Aye. Camp. Aye. Member Vuthi. Aye. Vuthi, aye. Member Tang. Aye. Tang, aye. Member Holober. Aye. Holober, aye. Chair Leal. Aye. Aye. Mr. Chair, there are five ayes. Thank you. The motion passes. And uh, next item, please. Agenda item number eight, announcements, comments, questions, and future agenda items. This is a discussion and possible action item. We'll be taking public comment as part of this last agenda item. Great. Thank you. Um, I'd like to turn it over to PUC and see if there is anything specific that you would like to share with the committee at this point. Looking to see if uh, any of my colleagues have anything, but uh, uh, nothing to share from my my side. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Uh, anything uh, from the committee? Any anything on this uh, on these items that we have here on the agenda, or anything else really that you think uh, the committee should be talking about today? Yeah, I had a question. Um, it's my understanding that the uh, emergency declaration that allows for AB 461 uh, expires at the end of February, I believe. Um, I don't know if the clerk's office has any additional guidance on that and what that means for um, in-person or hybrid meetings moving forward. Uh, through the chair in response to member Holliber, I am as much curious about the way that that will function as anybody else's uh, and I'm anticipating more information about that nearer to February. Um, as it is for today, of course, Arbach has passed uh, the teleconferencing motion to allow uh, hybrid meetings for more than the amount of time we need to come back together for the February 14th meeting. So hopefully before then we'll have more information. Uh, and I see also that Mark Blake has his hand up, which may have more clarifying info for you. Right, so my understanding is that the emergency orders of the governor and the mayor will expire as of uh, February 28th. And that as a consequence that bodies like this uh, will have to meet in person uh, as of March 1, uh, 2023. So your March meeting will have to be in person. And we can certainly, the clerk and I can certainly provide uh, more definitive information at, in our February meeting. 
but 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 I think that at least uh, mentally <laughs> you should get ready to start meeting in person uh, as of March one. Thank you for the clarification. That's very helpful. Um, anything else that we should touch on today or sounds like we're ready for public comment? Thank you, Mr. Chair. Members of the public who wish to provide public comment at this last opportunity for today's agenda, who have comments on the announcements, comments, questions, and future agenda items, this being agenda item number eight, please raise your hand from within Teams and we will get to you in order. I see we have one caller. Please begin for your three minutes. Great, David Pilpel, last time today. Um, so on the list that's on the agenda for item B, that's listed as wastewater system improvement program. I think if the sewer system improvement program was referenced in item A, then maybe item B should be recast as the water system improvement program, WSIP, um, so that A, B, and C are uh, sewer, water, and power, the three uh, enterprises. Um, I would still drop items D and E unless one or more members of ARBOC are still interested in pursuing uh, those matters. I think they've been carried over for a number of months and years, and I'm not sure that they're directly relevant to um, our box work. But again, I'm open to that if a member is particularly interested. Sorry about my earlier comment on Eric versus Edward. I did not realize there are two fine staff people at PUC, both in uh, the debt group doing good work. Um, and relative to the last question about logistics for in-person or hybrid meetings, I would suggest adding a brief item at the February meeting um, to enable further discussion about those um, possible logistics uh, beyond uh, simply adopting the findings. Those are my thoughts. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you for sharing Thank your you. comments. Mr. Chair, it appears we've reached the end of public comment on agenda item number eight. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Uh, I know with the next few meetings, we have quite a busy agenda, <laughs> but at some point it will be good to hear from PUC, from the capital issues, uh, uh, an update. Uh, I don't know if there is anything that uh, our box should be aware of, but at some point it's something that we should add to the agenda. Uh, with that, uh, thank you again for, to everyone for... Sorry, Yes, Mr. Chair. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, we also seem to have dropped the site visits from the list of uh, outstanding items here. Yes, yeah, so site visits is uh, I communicated with uh, PUC that will come in the um, February meeting. Okay. Uh, so PUC was is working on options for for our box, so we'll be on the agenda for the next meeting. Sounds great. Thank you. Super. Yeah, Once again, uh, yeah. Just to just to just to kind of close the loop on that. So the site visits item was considered during the Feb I'm sorry, during the December 13th meeting and Arbach acted to continue that not to today's meeting, but to the next meeting. And so that's why that's where that will appear next for you. So it's just automatically it's already added to a draft that I've already written for that agenda. Wonderful, thank you. And uh, thank you to everyone for today's meeting. The meeting is now adjourned. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, have a good week. Thanks everyone. everybody.
you can stop the recorder, John. Yeah.